0: (laughs) Well, good morning. It's great to see y'all this morning. I'm, uh, as pastor, I'm making a regular executive plea. Is uh, the sound, uh, is it okay to y'all out there? Okay, get a little bouncy up here, that's okay. Somebody's got my mic backwards, but I'll try to go with it, all right? As pastor, I have one decree that I want to make here this morning, and we're going to stick with it all people of all ages caught in our restrooms not washing their hands <laughs> shall be forced to the altar and flogged with hymnals <laughs> amen we got to take this thing to the next level amen if you're here watching my live stream thank you so much for being here and uh, with us and I totally understand uh, we've got to do everything. We've got folk who are sick and we've got others that are of high risk and, and no one wants to get, you're going to have to do, we've got to do something down here. I'm bouncing up here. Am I bouncing out there too? Yeah. Well, let's just bounce <laughs> a little bit then. <laughs> Amen. Jeremy, I uh, uh, test, test. Uh, y'all got it? No. Um, everybody go, um. now they can't tell whether it's there or not. <laughs> it's, worse. it's worse. Hello. There we go. Thank our sound crew up there. Amen. Jason normally runs our live stream, and he's in the hotel room uh, with type B flu, Uh, so he's not with us this morning, and Kyle's filling in, and they're doing a great job. I appreciate them so much. We're in the book of Matthew, uh, and uh, Matthew chapter 26, we're down to verse 6, in Matthew 26, verse 6, but I want you to do me a favor. We're going to go to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 14. It's the same story. It's it's located in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Uh, but I like Mark's uh, transition of it a little bit better than I do Matthew because it fits my sermon. (laughs) Amen? All right. We're talking Mark chapter 14, and we'll begin in verse 3. Would you stand, please, in honor of God's holy inspired Inerrant, all sufficient Word. The Bible says, Mark chapter fourteen, verse three, being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman, having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she broke the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves, and said, Why was this waste of the ointment made? for it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor, and they murmured against her. And if we were in uh, Luke and John, it would tell us that Judas was the one who's making the accusation here. And then it would also go forward to tell us that he didn't give a rip about the poor. He was just had his hand in the money box, and he wanted the money for himself. And so Jesus speaks in verse 6, Let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do to them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. Let me repeat that. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, whithersoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also shall she hath done shall be spoken of her for a memorial. Father, thank you this morning. We pray for this service. that, Lord, your Holy Spirit would fill this place. We pray for our country. Lord, we know these are troubling days. No one's sure what's going to happen. And Lord, this is what we've been preaching about for years, that we're going to walk by faith and live by faith. And Lord, knowing to be absent in this body is to be present with the Lord. And Lord, I just ask you to give our president and our leaders of Congress and local officials, state officials, national officials. Give them clarity of mind. Speak to them so that they can speak to us. And Lord, through all of this, uh, we're thankful to be able to live in the United States of America. We're thankful for the blessings you've given us, far more than what we deserve. We're thankful to be a part of this church this morning, how you've blessed this precious church. We ask you, Lord, now one more time, Would you let your Holy Spirit fall fresh on this place? Lord, don't let us leave here the same way we came in. I know it's a big day. We're celebrating building a building, but, oh, God, the souls of men are far more important than any building that's on this property. So, God, speak to our hearts, and let us, Lord, listen, and then do as you've asked us to do. In the name above every name, the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. She did what she could. Let me ask you something this morning. What you're doing now, is it going to make a difference? Is it making a difference in your family's life? Is it making a difference in your work life? Is it making a difference in your church life? Or what, Are you doing what you can, or, or are you just getting by? Uh, she did what she could. The other sister is in the kitchen, She's preparing dinner, and she's rattling around the pots and the pans. And after a while, Mary's heart's so overcome and overwhelmed with love, she gets up and she leaves. And then she goes and gets a box of alabaster oil, uh, uh, the spikenard, worth a year's salary. And she doesn't take the lid off of it. The Bible says that she breaks it. Uh, She breaks it uh, and uh, then pours it on the head of Jesus, anoints his head, and then, with tears and the oil mixed together, takes her hair and begins to wash her feet, and uh, and then she, uh, for a moment, then people begin to criticize her. They begin to say, "Why did she do that? Why did she waste her money? Why wasn't this uh, sold and given to the poor? Look at the waste!" And Jesus comes and he says, "You leave her alone. Don't bother her." She's come to anoint my body before time for the burial. She's wrought a good work on me. And wherever the gospel is preached, it'll be spoken to her as a memorial for her. How can we live a life that will have lasting circumstances, lasting impressions? And we, we might do something that would fill the void of the fragrance of the perfume that this lady poured out. I think there's a couple of things that made her what she was. Number one, she had a sensitive heart. She had a sensitive heart. We need to have sensitive hearts today, folks. Uh, This coronavirus and all, it's not a joke. It's real. Now, we need to be sensitive. There are going to be children in our area here, because we deal with them every Wednesday night, that they don't get supper unless they come to ride a bus and, and have supper here with us. And we need to be sensitive to God using us to help this neighborhood and this whole area, to give every dime we got for the glory of God to help people. That's what it's all about. She had a sensitive heart that was sensitive. Not, not, now, listen, not just sensitive. A lot of people got sensitive hearts. You say something to them, they fly all to pieces. She had a sensitive heart toward Jesus, a sensitive heart toward Jesus. She's the same. Listen, Martha knew the stomach of Jesus, but Mary knew the heart of Jesus. Mm. And I'm afraid some of us are running around taking care of the stomach, and we've forgotten the heart. This is the same Mary whose brother Lazarus died, and when she saw Jesus coming, she ran out and fell at his feet, worshiping him, showing her love toward the Son of God. That She's the same Mary that's mentioned in today's Scripture that poured this perfume. One example of why Mary was so sensitive to Jesus is because when Martha was in the kitchen preparing the meal, Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Ooh, I can't remember which group's got a song out, Sitting at the Feet of Jesus. Man, listen, I, I'm, I'm all for progress. My soul, you know me. I've been here long enough. I want things to move forward. I'm all for progress and all those things. But I want to tell you, what we need in our country and our church is an old-fashioned people that want to sit at the feet of Jesus and just say, Lord, what do you want me to know today? How can you fill me today? Mary wanted more than just coming on Sunday morning. Mary wanted to, to communicate, to internally have an intimate relationship with her Jesus. And that's where we ought to be today. She spent enough time with Jesus to know that she needed to worship him. And I want to tell you, this morning I'm afraid we've lost that sense of awe for the almighty God that we serve. This uh, church, and, and listen now, if I'm not, I I wish you could know my heart. My wife told me this morning, you don't need to say anything because you know it's not going to come out right. I'm not asking anyone to ever come to this church service. Not ever. But I want to tell you something. As long as I'm alive and breathing, we will have church. You can put that down. Now, if you're sick or you're a high risk, you ain't got no business coming. You watch my live stream or whatever. But I live across the street over here, and I'm telling you, we need to remember that it's not the school that's the most important organization in the, in the city. It's not the city hall that's the most important organization in the city. But I won't tell you the most important thing this area's got going for it is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is an important part. And I think we've been, we've been, and because we have no power, we have no authority. People just say, "Well, you know, the church—it's just another alliance club. It's just another organization. It's another country. This is the house of God." And I want to tell you, we serve the King of Kings and Lord of the Lord. She had a sensitive heart toward Jesus. <laughs> if you looked at the two, you would say Martha was a gifted one, and Mary was the ungifted one. <laughs> I think old Martha probably had a lifetime subscription to Better Homes and Gardens. I mean, it had, the buffet table had to be just right. The flowers were all in order. Uh, I mean, they're like a Susan and Barbie all built into one right there. I mean, they just, everything had to be perfect there. And they're so gifted and organized. And here's old Mary here. She just ain't got a clue what's going on. She's just sitting there, sitting at the feet of Jesus, sitting at the feet of Jesus. She had a sensitive heart. Listen to me this morning. Don't you ever get the idea because you're an ordinary person that God don't want to use you? Because God does want to use you. You say, well, I can't preach, and I can't sing, and I can't play, and I can't do this, I can't do that. makes no difference. The important thing is you see who you are, and you do what you can for the glory of God. She has done what she could. She has done what she could. Are you doing what you can? Used to be, well, not used to be, it's still an old song. Uh, We got plenty of time, don't we? We're not going to eat for another 45 minutes. (laughs) I love this old song. It says, I traveled down a lonely road, and no one seemed to care. The burden on my weary back had bowed me to despair. I oft complained to Jesus how folks were treating me. Can I get an amen? And then I heard him say so tenderly, my feet were also weary upon the Calvary road. The cross became so heavy, I fell beneath the load. Be faithful, weary pilgrim. This morning I can see. Just lift your cross and follow close to me. And then here's my favorite verse. I work so hard for Jesus, I often boast and say, I've sacrificed a lot of things to walk the narrow way. I gave up fame and fortune. I really didn't do that. But I'm worth a lot to thee. And then I hear him gently say to me, I left the throne of glory and counted it but loss. My hands were nailed in anger upon a cruel cross. But now we'll make the journey with your hands safe in mine. So lift your cross and follow close to me. Oh, Jesus, if I die upon a foreign field someday, day, would be no more than love demands, no less could I repay. No greater love hath mortal man than for a friend to die. These are the words he gently spoke to me. If just a cup of water I place within your hand, then just a cup of water is all THAT I DEMAND, BUT IF BY DEATH TO LIVING, THEY CAN THY GLORY SEE, I'LL TAKE MY CROSS AND FOLLOW CLOSE TO THEE. OH, MAY WE PICK UP THE CROSS OF JESUS AND BE SO SENSITIVE TO JESUS THAT, LORD, WHATEVER YOU WANT US TO DO, WHEREVER YOU WANT US TO GO, WHATEVER YOU WANT US TO SAY, YOU CAN COUNT ON US, LORD JESUS. She had a sensitive heart to Jesus. Could I just remind you that God never demands of us anything that he has not already given us? It was years ago. Peter Lord. I don't know if any of y'all remember Dr. Peter Lord. He's gone on to be with the Lord now. But he was an Englishman. I used to love to hear him preach. Tremendous uh, vocal. He was preaching at... uh, Adrian Rogers Church. And he knew a couple down there very well. And it was an intermission of a Bible conference. And he slipped down and got her Bible and put a $5 bill in it. And then he went on and he preached the next sermon and he called her name up and said, Would you he told her husband, said, Now when I call her up, you make sure she brings her Bible with me. And Peter Lord said, She came up and uh he said, You know I love you. Yes, and she said, I love you too. And he said, you know, I'd do anything for you. And She said, I'd do anything for you. He said, well, I want you to do something for me right now. I want you to give me $5. And she started walking. He said, no, 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 you can't go back to your purse. You've got to give it to me right now. She said, well, I don't have $5 right now. And he said, well, I need $5 right now. Can you give it to me right now? You mean you wouldn't give me 5 She said, I'd give you $5 over again, but I don't have $5. And he took the Bible away from her. And he opened it up, and there was a $5 bill in there. And the congregation, oh, And she was flabbergasted. She said, I, I didn't know it was in there. And Peter Lord said, but I did. I put it in there. Some of you are sitting here wondering, Lord, I don't think I can do that. I don't know that's in there. And the Lord said, I done put that in there for you. If you need it, it's there. If you need it, it's there. She had a sensitive heart to the Lord. But also, you do what you can do, and you, li- you leave a lasting impression because she had a sacrificial heart. Now, some of you are not going to like what I say right here. And that's all right. You can get over it. Take two aspirin and call me in the morning. The Bible said while he was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar of a very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. She made a sacrifice. Now let me bust some bubbles in this place this morning. We're taking up an offering for building for eternity. I've got good news for you. We got all the money we need to pay that debt off. The bad news, it's sitting right here in this place this morning. (laughs) Amen? Oh, me. (laughs) If you have two coats and somebody needs a coat, you give that person one of your coats, and then you walk around brag saying, I sacrificed. I gave a coat to them so they'd have a coat. No, you didn't sacrifice. You got another coat. That ain't no sacrifice. If you save $10 a week for 10 years, you'd have $5,200. Somebody comes by in benevolence, and they need $100. I'm going to sacrifice and give you $100. No, you didn't sacrifice. You still got $5,100 left. See, when we're talking about total sacrifice, we're talking about giving everything. Now, some of y'all freaking out. I'm not asking you to give everything you've got this morning. I'm just telling you, when we give something that doesn't cost us, it's almost like we'd be better off not to give it. Mm. Sacrifice. See, she, I don't know what she's going to do with that. There's a year's worth of salary in that bottle that she's got. And I want to remind you, she didn't take that bottle and say, now, Lord, (laughs) this is expensive stuff here, Lord. I'm going to pour about a fourth of it here, And then I'm gonna pull a fourth of it down here and I'm gonna save the other fourth now because I'm gonna need that later on. She didn't say that. She poured it all. She gave it all. You remember when Jesus is standing there at the synagogue as they're bringing the offerings by, and the people are coming by, and it's like a I never will forget years ago. I was a music director, and we went to a black church and sang, and they had a policy in the in the little black church we was at. If you gave a dollar bill or, or five or ten or anything, you got to pick up a bell and ring that bell. My youth choir was broke by the time we got out of that church, I guarantee you. Uh, but there were people coming by. Oh, they made big gifts. Oh, here's a big giver. Oh, yeah, here they come. And then there's one little old lady comes by, and she dropped two, two mites in there, two pennies. And you know what the Lord had the audacity to say? This woman has given more than everybody else. Because everybody else gave of their excess, and this woman gave of everything she had. Now, folks, that's sacrifice. That is sacrifice. See, we we don't sacrifice today. We give of our excess. But Mary gave her very best to Jesus. She knew God wanted her very best, and I want to tell you, she wasn't giving him any leftovers. She gave him the very best that she had. I'm about to preach myself into bankruptcy right here, right now. I've already prayed, and I know what I'm going to give today, but God's saying you ought to go ahead and give it all. (laughs) That be all right, honey? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Well, it really doesn't make any difference if you're a prize cook. It really doesn't make any difference if your yard is the most beautiful in the neighborhood. It really doesn't make any difference how much money you have in the bank. Or how proud people speak of your name with pride doesn't make any difference if you're handsome or beautiful because all those things can be taken away but what Mary gave could never be taken away could never be taken away she did what she what would cause a person to literally give a year's salary what would cause a person to do that she'd been sitting at the feet of Jesus she knew the heart of Jesus. She knew what pleased God. In fact, that's what Jesus said in John 8.29. He said, I always do those things that please the Father. Always. I heard of two little boy scouts that were going out to get their one of their badges and they had to go do good for somebody. And so they, they went out and they they came back beat up and shirt was torn. They had bruises on them and everything. And, The scoutmaster said, well, what's wrong? He said, well, we went out to do our good deed. And the scoutmaster said, well, what did you do? And they said, well, we helped a little lady across the street. And the scoutmaster said, well, then how did you get so torn up? They said, she didn't want to go across the street. (laughs) Could I be so bold as to tell us this morning that maybe We're doing a lot of things that the Lord doesn't want us to do. Maybe we're just chasing rabbits and we're doing things that we think are helping and all. And and they may be good things, but it's not the most important thing. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Don't you ever compare yourself to somebody else and say you're not important. Because you're very important. You're only one, but you're one that God sent his son to die on the cross for. For your sins. And then. Not only. Was she. Intent, uh, intimate with Jesus. And not only was she. So special. Uh, uh, that she was sacrificing. But the third thing is. And, and I can say this with great pride. As your pastor. She had a servant's heart. She had a servant's heart. I've been in ministry now. This will be going on 49 years. And I'll tell you the truth. I've never been at a church that had more people that had a servant's heart than right here in this place right here. She had a servant's heart. But some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why did you waste this perfume? Do you know it's hard to stay out of the influence of the world? The world influences everything we do. Even the disciples had that problem. They they started griping. They started finding fault. They started murmuring there. Uh, They had problems with dissension even in the day of Jesus. This group was called the Cold Water Committee. We're going to dedicate a building out here in just a few moments, in a little while here at 1 o'clock. Our building grounds team have done a marvelous job. We've been building this building a little over 11 months, but we broke ground on it two years ago. Two years. And you would, I don't know if you'd be amazed or not, but the devil has fought every turn that we've made. Every turn. Even up to this week. Even up to this week. You know, we thought we had everything lined out the uh, uh, last piece was putting in this children's indoor playground. And uh, the, the styrofoam, of course, it's got to be all regulated by the state standards and everything. And we got, it came in, but the turf didn't come in with it. And so I called them, and they said, uh, yeah, it come from a different uh, place. So uh, he said, let me check. And he checked. He said, yep, it was shipped yesterday. You'll have a tracking number on it within 24 hours. And I said, boy, we're cutting it close now. We're opening this thing up Sunday. He said, you'll have a tracking. Next day, no tracking. So I called back the next day, and I said, hey. It was a different lady. Her name was Cheyenne, and she said, uh, I said, I didn't get a tracking number. She said, let me find out. She comes back, and she said, "Uh, Mr. Hunt, I'm sorry, but that's been discontinued. We don't even make that anymore. I said, well, your guy told me he shipped it yesterday morning. How did he ship it if you all don't make it? She said, well, I'm afraid he didn't tell you the truth. I said, so he lied. You ain't no need of whitewashing this stuff. He lied. I got off the phone, and they said, well, we can send it week after. I said, "Nope, don't want it then. I'll just have concrete. I I don't want it then. Nope. I got off the phone. I got on the computer and started looking for where turfs were in San Antonio, Austin, and Dallas, and Houston. Because we've got a hotshot crew here, Bill and Charlie, that go all over the state picking up stuff anytime we need it. So I know if I can find it, I can get them to go get it. And then God said, call Gordon Bevis. And I called Gordon. He works for a turf company. And I said, Gordon, here's our spot. We talked about it before, but his company doesn't make the styrofoam. A kid can fall off six foot and not break anything. (laughs) That's what they say. All right." So we got that down. We got all of that. We just don't have no turf to go on top. And so Gordon said, "Let me let me do a little checking." Gordon calls back. We got better turf than what we ever thought we'd get for six hundred dollars cheaper, and it was in Dallas. That's how that's how God has worked. To God be the glory. That's just one. I can show you instance after instance after instance. And and Lee and I had sat and talked, and he said, "Well." You know, this is no good. And Lee called back and said, well, God, worked this out. We're better off than we were. We're better off. I I want to tell you something. Let me just tell you this. There's always a cold water committee. I want to give you a fair warning. You'll never do anything worthwhile for Jesus without being severely criticized. (laughs) Somebody's always going to gripe. They didn't like this. They didn't like that. I know when you get over here and see this building, you're going to be wild. You're going to say, Wow. But if a nut falls out of a tree and hits you in the head, don't curse the building now. It's just, it's just part of history, It's part of life over there. When you start doing something for God, the devil's going to attack. He's going to do everything he can. And the way he attacks is usually using the people in the church. It's usually those that we know and those that we love. And I'm afraid. I've been praying. I'm afraid that many of us are more afraid of upsetting people than we're afraid of upsetting the Savior. She wasn't. She had a servant heart. Now, here's what's important. She, uh, Jesus comes in and says, leave her alone. Why are you bothering her? She's done a beautiful thing to me. He doesn't say she's done a famous work. He doesn't say she's done a big work. He says she's done a beautiful work. She left it up to Jesus to defend her. When they started murmuring, she didn't She said, Now, wait a minute, guys. I'm trying to do this to honor the Lord. I learned many years ago, quit trying to explain yourself if you're going to serve God. Your friends don't need an explanation, and your enemies ain't going to believe you no way. So just go on with God. But I'm afraid many of us are more upset with up hurting people we are with hurting the Savior. In fact, I really don't even think she was concerned. I think she was having too good a time sitting at the feet of Jesus. Can you imagine the Savior there and she's washing his feet with her hair and with tears? She did what she could. She didn't hold back anything, she didn't measure it out, she didn't say, I gotta save some for a rainy day, I might need it or something. She did what she could. Jesus said it like this. Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. You want to have a life that counts, that will last? Give it all to Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Mm. Jesus said what this woman has done shall be spoken of her as a memorial wherever the gospel is preached. We used to sing an old song, I wonder, have I done my best for Jesus? Edwin Young wrote that, who died upon the cruel tree. I think maybe too many of us are like that fellow that called his girlfriend, and he said, darling, I just want you to know I love you. I'd climb the highest mountain for you, darling. I'd swim the deepest river for you. I'd fight a jungle full of lions for you. I love you, darling. And if it doesn't rain tonight, I'm going to be over at your house. (laughs) Huh? Lord, I love you. Boy, if I had a million dollars, Lord, I'd be the first one to give. Are you doing what you can? She did what she could. She did what she could. I'm not asking you to do anything In the flesh, my soul, we don't need any flesh no more. What we need is the Spirit of God, revelation giving. We pray, God tells us what to do, and we do it, and we walk by faith and do it. So, preacher, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. If God didn't say do it, don't do it. But if God said do it, he's already put within you the means you need to do it. She did what she could. So I'm speaking here this morning, I know this has been a lot toward building for eternity. But I want to just be honest with you this morning. If you're here and lost without Jesus Christ, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, don't don't worry about what you're going to put in the offering. Just keep it. It's not important. What you need to do is let Jesus come into your heart and life. That's what you can do. You can do what you can do by letting him come in and take over your life. This has been mostly for Christians, but for lost people that's here today. I want to just tell you right now, you give all you want to. You talk about God all you want to. You carry the biggest Bible you can find around all you want to. If you're not clothed in the righteousness of Christ, you'll never see heaven. And for you to do what you can do would be to give your life to Jesus right now. Pray with me, would you? Father, thank you today. How we've been blessed by the music. So great. Lord, we've been blessed just to sense your presence in this place. I pray for those, Lord, who are not here today. They're watching live stream. God, would you bless them, strengthen them. For those of us who are here today, Lord, could we just stop and say, Holy Spirit, am I doing what I can? Show me what you want me to do. I believe he'll show us. Lord, I pray that folk would be willing to come to this altar and say, Lord, I've not done all I could do, and there's not much I can do about that, but I can do what I can do from here on in the future. And so I give my heart and life to you. I totally commit myself to you. Lord, would you have your way? We'll thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen.